to Diary of an Empath. All right. So we're in a new year, 2023, new year, new mindset. If you listen to my last episode, it was all about how to create and change habits for good. But this episode, I want to focus and shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about how to implement goals, especially when it comes to our mental health. Because our mental health is just as important as our physical health. We know that there are links to mental health and chronic diseases, cardiovascular health, to autoimmune issues. So it's really important for even just for overall happiness that we implement goals that are specific to our mental health. Now, if you listen to the last episode, you're going to notice that the concept on how to implement and change habits is going to be a little different from the concept that we're going to talk about today when it comes to implementing specific goals. We're focusing on goals, not so much habits. However, there are correlations between the two that you're going to notice. I'm laughing a little bit because I've been trying to record this episode for literally like the last two hours and it's like National Mow Your Lawn Day in Florida. So <laughs> I keep getting all the background noise and I think I have a break. So I'm going to try to knock this out. So if you guys hear a little bit of mowing in the background, you know, it is what it is. What, what can we do? Okay, so let's talk about strategies for setting and achieving mental health goals. So the importance of setting a SMART goal. All right. And we're especially when we're talking about mental health, setting mental health goals, it can be a powerful way to prioritize your self-care, focus on improving overall well-being. But it's important that they're specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and time bound SMART goals. That is the acronym. So, again, we're talking about specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So let's break this down and talk about what this means. So let's talk about the first one, which is specific. Your goal should be clear and specific. So instead of saying, I want to feel happier, that's very broad. You know, of course, we all want to feel happier. There's a million ways to do that. A SMART goal would be, I want to increase my daily gratitude practice for 15 minutes a day for the next three months to improve overall happiness. So it's being very, very specific with the goal that you want to set. Maybe your goal is to go to Italy next summer. So you are going to save $200 every single paycheck for the next 12 months. It's very specific in terms of what you want to achieve. All right. So you're being specific. The next one is measurable. Your goal should be something that you can measure and track the progress. So maybe tracking the progress of setting that goal for the trip is writing down and keeping a log of every single time you save, how much is in your savings, how much more you have to go. Maybe tracking in terms of your mental health or mindfulness and well-being can be tracking how long you implement meditation, tracking how often you do your gratitude progresses. That can be a journal. Maybe that's keeping a spreadsheet. It's actually writing something down or tracking it so you can visibly see your progress. The next one is achievable. Your goal should be realistic and be achievable. It's important to set goals that are challenging, but also within reach. So I give the example of being five foot one and wanting to dunk. Maybe some people can do that, but the reality of it is for the majority of the people who are five foot one, it's going to be really difficult to achieve that goal. So you want to achieve goals that are in reach. 
you you need to be realistic about the goals that you want to achieve. It's really good to have the mindset of wanting to accomplish anything and everything. But it's important that if you want to be realistic about setting certain goals and achieving certain goals, they have to be within your reach and something that's doable. The next one is your goal needs to be relevant. So your goal should be relevant to your overall well-being and align with your values and your priorities, meaning that if a goal is not meaningful to your life or not conducive to your happiness or conducive to your lifestyle, you're less likely to achieve it. You're less likely to implement the things that need to be implemented in order to achieve that goal. So I want to meditate more. That's relative to my happiness. You know, that's something that I want. My goal is to lose weight. That's relative to your happiness. That's something that you want to do. If my goal was to catch more fish. I know that's stupid. That's the first thing that came to my mind. (laughs) It's not relevant for me. I don't care about fishing. I don't care about anything that pertains to that. So I'm not going to implement those goals. So it's important for that to be relevant for you. The next thing is that it has to be time bound. Your goal should have a specific end date or a deadline. Now, it's important to note that setting mental health goals is not necessarily aiming to fix something that's wrong with ourselves, but it's about nurturing and developing our strength and our skills and ultimately being the best version of ourselves. So yes, it should be time bound, but you know, these are things that you can implement all the time. But If you want to have a SMART goal, it's helpful to have a deadline or to have something like that you can actually measure like, okay, I want to take this trip to Italy next summer. So my deadline for saving is by January of 2024. And so you're implementing something that's measurable, something that you can track, something that's achievable, and you're able to see the progress and you have a deadline for when that's going to happen. So let's talk about tips and strategies for staying motivated and accountable. In my opinion, this is the hardest part because it's really easy to say you want to implement a goal. It's really hard to actually stay motivated. The data shows that 9% of people that have New Year's resolutions don't even follow through with it. They fall off within the first four weeks. So it's really only 9% of those people that are implementing these goals that are actually sustaining them. So staying motivated and accountable to me is the hardest part. It's a good first step, but it's a challenge. So let's talk about a few tips and strategies that can help you stay on track. So the first one is to set reminders, whether it's a daily reminder on your phone or in your calendar. I think setting a reminder is a really good way to kind of trigger that part of our brain that says, oh, yeah, I need to implement this today. I need to do my meditation today. I need to check my savings account today. I need to transfer money. Whatever it is that's helping you implement that goal, remind yourself daily so it's constantly in your focal point. The next tip is to track your progress. Keep a journal or a spreadsheet because when you're seeing the progress, it keeps you motivated. When you see that you're losing the weight or that you've lost an inch or that you've lost this much over the last month, that keeps you motivated to keep going. When you see that you saved $2,000 so far for your trip, that's that motivation of like, I'm this much closer to being in Rome, sipping on some wine, eating some amazing pasta. So when you see that progress, it motivates you. It gives you that intrinsic drive and that intrinsic motivation to continue so you can reach that goal. The third tip that I have is to enlist support. 
So when you have people that are on your side that are motivating you, when you created a community, you're more likely to achieve that goal. So if your goal is to lose 10 pounds and maybe you joined a CrossFit gym and you have people around you who are supporting you and saying like, hey, we believe in you. We know you can do this. You're more likely to achieve that goal because you have that accountability, especially if people are checking in on you like, hey, did you do that today? Did you get that workout in? You know, so when you have people in your circle that can support you, it just increases the likelihood that you're going to be able to achieve that goal. My next tip is to reflect on your goal regularly. So reflecting will help you stay on track and help you stay motivated. Again, it's keeping that goal in your focal point. It's keeping that why, like, why am I doing this? And it's keeping that intrinsic motivation going. The next tip is similar to a lot, the last episode that I did when I was talking about how to implement habits and change habits is implementing a reward system for your progress. So celebrating those small wins. It's not just about celebrating that big win, like delaying gratification. And yes, I believe in delaying gratification, meaning you should work hard until you can get that goal that you ultimately want. But I also think that small wins are really important because when you're getting these small wins and you're you're rewarding yourself, you're implementing that dopamine in your brain. And dopamine is that reward trigger in the brain that's telling you, good job, keep going. And ultimately, we know from the data, what it shows is that when you want to create break or change a habit or a goal, a reward system is necessary for you to continue. That is just how the human brain operates. We look for reward systems, whether it's the reward system can be food for survival, or maybe it's acceptance from our peers. This literally goes back to our survival mechanisms from when we were on the savanna. So now it just shows up in different ways. So it's important that you give yourself these little rewards so that way you have the motivation to keep going. The last tip that I have for you would be to keep your goal visible write it down, keep it in a place where you'll see it often. So maybe it's a money jar. Maybe it's seeing the progress of your goal through a journal. As long as you're seeing it every day and you're implementing that in, in a visible way and you can see the progress, you're more likely to follow through with it. Okay. So now let's talk about being realistic and being flexible. So it's important to be realistic and flexible within our own mental health goals because life happens, setbacks happen, obstacles are a normal part of the process, but it's important that we have a plan for when these obstacles and things don't necessarily go our way. You can't beat yourself up about it. You can't because shit happens in life. Like I got a flat tire the other day and it threw off my entire day. You're going to have things like that that are going to throw you off a little bit. So maybe you might have a flat tire, maybe something breaks in the house, and now you can't take that savings that you were going to have for the month and put it to towards your trip. And now your trip may have to get postponed a month. Shit happens. Be flexible. Um, sometimes you might also have to adjust or change your goals as you go through life. Because life happens and things throw you curveballs that you don't always expect. So you might have to adjust a little bit or sometimes even set new goals. Now, it's also important to acknowledge underlying issues that can impact goals, mental health, your environment, socioeconomic status. And it's always good to ask for help if you need it. So whether that's a therapist, a friend, and sometimes 
therapy or finding that support system can be really validating and helpful when trying to go through new habits, changing habits, creating new ones, breaking bad ones, implementing goals. Because when you are addressing core issues, trauma responses, or other things that may come up, and if you have that support system, that foundation to address those foundational issues, then you're setting yourself up for achievements when it comes to other areas of your life. Okay, so now let's talk about a few examples of some mental health goals that you may want to consider for setting for yourself for this year. First one is reducing anxiety. I think we've all been there at some point. We've all wanted to say, I want less stress and I want less anxiety in my life. So this practice could look like relaxation techniques. It could be deep breathing. It could be implementing meditation, or it can be seeking out a therapist or a professional coach. I'm all for any of them. If it helps you reduce that anxiety in your life, I think that it can be helpful with other environments and other areas of your life as well. Meditation and implementing breathing techniques, there is proven data to show that this not only reduces anxiety and chronic stress, but this also reduces inflammation in the body. It helps with cardiovascular. It helps with brain function. There are so many benefits of meditation and breathing exercises. So I'm a huge, huge advocate for that. Another way that this can be implemented is practicing self-compassion. And this could include learning to be kinder to yourself. We talk about this a lot. We see it everywhere on the internet. But we live in a society that tells us that we need to be perfect at all times. As a woman, you need to look perfect. You need to have the perfect body. You need to have a kid by a certain age. You need to have family by a certain age. For men, you need to have it together. You need to make X amount of money. You should have a six pack. You should be doing all of these things. You should make the first move and you should, you should, you should. So there's all of this pressure to be a certain way. There's a pressure to look a certain way. And it's important that you try to learn some compassion for yourself. You probably wouldn't tell your kid or expect these things from someone you love, right? You have compassion for the people that you love around you. But yet we have such a hard time having compassion for ourselves. So implementing that self-love and that compassion is essential for not having pressure on yourself of what the world is telling you you should be. It's a lot easier said than done. I'm guilty of it. You know, I've had the pressure to look a certain way, to want to be accepted, to, you know, want to be perfect at everything that I do. But as I'm going through life in this journey, I'm trying to be more compassionate with myself. And so that's just one thing that you can implement with one of your mental health goals. Another mental health goal that you could implement is increasing emotional regulation. This can look like learning to identify, manage difficult emotions in a healthy way. A lot of us who had childhood trauma or have issues with our nervous system because of the trauma that we went through, it's difficult sometimes to manage those emotions because they can feel so overwhelming, especially when you just feel so much. So how do you manage that? I think starting with like nervous system regulation just understanding what emotions you're feeling, why you're feeling triggered, those things can really, really impact relationships around you and how you handle stress in the long run. So that's another great way or a goal of setting mental health goals for the year. That's one thing you can implement and focus on. 
Another one that you could focus on would be building a supportive social network. The data shows that we live longer when we have human connection. The people that have good support systems and that have a good social network live longer than people who don't. And we're human. We need human connection. People need us. We need people. And I think the more that we're going through technology and the more that technology is increasing, we're getting more antisocial. We're becoming more connected through technology as opposed to connection in real life. It's really important to have and maintain those social bonds and those social connections that we need just because we're human. Another way that you could implement mental health as a goal would be improving self-esteem. And that kind of goes hand in hand with that self-compassion. But again, we are told every day that we need to look a certain way. Our bodies need to be perfect. We should do this. We should do that. We're in the age of cosmetic surgery. And now that's nothing new. Cosmetic surgery is just a new way of implementing beauty techniques. But these have been going on for centuries. I mean, you had, I think it was the Chinese who used to bind bind their feet, or I can't remember what country it was, but we've seen tactics such as that. We see some tribes in Africa who bind their, their necks and their heads. We've seen tribes in Asian countries that do the same. We've seen women in the European era, and especially in the 16th, 17th, 18th century, that would wear girdles to make their waist smaller. You still see women doing that today. Many beauty techniques that were done that were not healthy at all. We just do it differently today, but it's always been done. So being kind to yourself and self-love takes a lot of work and it's not perfect because I don't blame anyone. You, you are constantly being pressured every single day that you open social media. So can you blame women who get cosmetic surgery because they're being told that if you breastfeed or if you have a, have a baby, all oh, those stretch marks are not attractive. Your breasts are no longer attractive. No wonder why women feel pressured to do this. So working on that self-love, I think is essential for everyone because we all go through that. It's just the society that we live in. Another mental health tip, and I'm big on this one, is improving sleep. I am actively trying to improve my sleep. So this could look like developing a consistent sleep schedule, avoiding screens before bedtime, avoiding your phone, creating a comfortable sleep environment. And this can also look like creating a good morning routine, getting sunlight as soon as you wake up, creating some type of environment that is conducive to trigger you to become more alert. That's changing that habit loop. So creating sleep schedules and making sure that you're focusing and implementing good sleep habits could be a great goal to have for your mental health goals for the year. Another tip is improving physical health. And this is regular exercise, healthy eating, maintaining healthy weight. This we tend to see more with New Year's resolutions, creating healthy goals for your, your health and your overall well-being. Now, lastly, let's talk about the role of therapy in achieving mental health goals. I'm all about therapy. I'm pro-therapy. I am a therapist. I've even gotten therapy. I think that it's something that's underrated and I highly recommend for anyone who just wants to you know, better themselves. So therapy can play a vital role in achieving mental health goals. As a therapist, a therapist can provide you support, 
guidance, accountability as you work towards these goals. And it can also be helpful to identify underlying issues that might be impacting your mental health and provide tools and strategies to address them. Because the more tools you have in your toolbox, the more equipped you are going to be to handle stress and to be able to handle curveballs as they're thrown at you. So just remember setting and achieving mental health goals. It's a journey. It's not a destination. I'm still on that journey. I'll probably always be on that journey. And these goals can change every single year. They might change from week to week and that's okay. It's just important to be kind to yourself, be realistic, be flexible and seek support when you need it. Remember that progress is not perfection and that's the key. I hope that you found this episode helpful. I wish you nothing but success, love, and light in 2023. I hope that this year gives you everything that you want. And I hope that you stay motivated with your goals. I am trying to implement new habits. And I am really trying to focus on that this year too, because enough's enough. And it doesn't always need to be a new year for you to do this, but it's a good reminder that you may need to kick something. And remember, sometimes sometimes habits take a lot longer for others to change than someone else. Some can take 30 days, some can take 60, and some can take 90. But if you have a specific goal in mind, it's helpful to be as specific as you can and use that SMART goal system to implement and achieve the goals that you want. So until the next time, see you on the next episode of Diary of an Empath.